BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Today's poll question at Smirconish.com should all and I'm capitalizing all should all the Trump trials be televised. Steve Brill founded Court TV. I've always loved Court TV. Uh, He'll join me in the third hour of the program today because Brill, among others, has written for the argument that the January 6th Trump trial ought to be televised. I'm all for that, but I want all of them to be televised. And you know me, I want camera access in every courtroom in the United States. So we'll get to that. Yesterday, 20,546 votes were cast on this poll question. Politically speaking, would Trump actually be more vulnerable never having been indicted. 72.94% had the wrong answer when they said, no, that is not the case. Uh, Rich Lowry turned my eye today in the print edition of the New York Times, writing under the headline, each indictment solidifies Trump's base. That was the point that I made yesterday in the opening commentary, although more relevant for where I want to go with a special guest right now. The closing paragraph of Lowry's essay, said this, it may be that nearly six months from now, in the cold light of day before the Iowa caucuses, Republicans conclude the burden of his potential trials next year in terms of time, expense and political fallout makes him too risky a nominee. In the meantime, almost every Republican who wants to beat him is thinking, please, no more indictments. I'm of the opinion, I said this yesterday, that there are many Republicans ready to move on from Donald Trump, but they don't want to be told it's time to do so by federal prosecutors. And what would it look like? What would an exit of Donald Trump look like? Douglas Schoen wrote a piece that we linked to yesterday at Spurconish.com, echoing sentiments of mine that maybe in the end it'll be neither. Neither Trump nor Biden. Mark Halpern, in his newsletter today, points out scenarios whereby it might not be either of them. Mortality, a consideration for both. Hunter revelation for Biden. An LBJ-like decision for Biden. A conviction for Donald Trump. Which brings me to my guest, William Cohen, who, by the way, I think we first met when he wrote a great book about, by now, uh, it feels like a decade ago, Price of Silence. The Definitive Account of the Duke Rape Case. He's authored other books in the meantime. His latest is Power Failure. He's a founding partner of Puck, a best-selling author, a renowned financial journalist, former M&A banker who caught my eye with yesterday's Puck release, The Rubenstein Doctrine. I'll let him explain. This is William Cohen. Hey, Bill, thank you for coming back to the program. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be on with you again. Who is David Rubenstein? 
David, David Rubenstein is one of uh, the biggest Washington power players, uh, major league uh, private equity uh, mogul and the founder, one of the co-founders of the Carlisle Group, who also uh, has uh, helped restore the Washington Monument, uh, owns a copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, and is a big figure on Wall Street and in Washington. So he the other day was in Nantucket and you describe a public conversation with the journalist Evan Thomas. What what exactly was the public conversation? Can you give me context? Sure. I mean, it was mostly about how, uh, you know, Americans have become ahistorical and, uh, you know, not taught history anymore and therefore, of course, are condemned to uh, repeat it. And, you know, how similar was this? Uh, period of time that we're going through now to the pre-Civil War era. You know, in that vein, it was sort of a con- conversation about history uh, and and politics. And he I- identifies or comes up with a potential political deal, one that you say you found to be pretty damn clever uh, and one that you would endorse as well. Lay it out for us. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, a... Uh, I'm from Massachusetts, uh, uh, Michael. I'm a, probably a liberal Democrat, or as liberal as it comes. Not crazy liberal, but uh, you know, certainly progressive in my thinking. And I was really struck by the wisdom of this suggestion, which goes something like this: uh, uh, Biden uh, agrees to pardon Trump for his federal crimes, uh, works with state prosecutors to try to get them to. Uh, you know, drop or he can be allowed to pardon uh, him for his state crimes. In return, Trump uh, agrees to never run for political office again, uh, including in 2024. Uh, If he agrees to that, then Biden uh, then agrees he will not run in 2024. Uh, And both parties, uh, the top of both parties uh, will be wide open. The slate will be wiped clean and a whole new generation of of candidates uh, will emerge, some of whom we uh, may be aware of already, others who may appear, uh, you know, out of out of the blue. But just wiping it all clean once and for all, Donald Trump goes away, Joe Biden goes away, and a whole new generation emerges. Three different people in my orbit sent me your piece. What kind of a reaction did you get? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, you know, it's hard to tell who's lighting you up on what we used to call Twitter these days. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of people wrote me directly. They thought it was, uh, you know, a very, a very useful and brilliant idea. But uh, on Twitter, I just got, you know, ransacked. But I guess that's to be expected. Yeah, that's always that's always the case. Quote, in other words, these these are words that you have written. In other words, Biden's greatest service to the country alongside his superior legislative record would be to make the selfless decision to vacate the White House while he's ahead, not only clearing the field for both political parties, but also putting behind us the national political nightmare that is Donald Trump. The question is, you know, who could broker such a deal if each were amenable, if, if each were open to it? Because there's, there's not a lot of trust between them. No, I mean, but, but you know, it's, you know, you're you're old enough to remember. I'm old enough to to remember. You know, when Nixon made the very difficult decision uh, to uh, resign the White House, and that was sort of brokered by 
you know, Republican uh, power brokers in, in Washington who basically told him, the gig was up, he was going to be impeached. And so he decided to, uh, you know, resign. Uh, I think it has to be, uh, you know, I don't know who necessarily would be, but, you know, Republican allies of, of Trump, uh, you know, whether it's the Mitch McConnell crowd, even though he may not be an ally, at least he's a serious Washington Republican power broker. I don't know if it's uh, people on the Supreme Court. I don't know who it is, but there are got to be people who are, can, you know, can tell Trump, hey, hey, dude, uh, th- this is it. Uh, you know, this really is going to happen. You really are going to be convicted on, on some of these things, all of these things, uh, and you are really going to spend uh, time in in prison as a result. And so, uh, you know, this is the time, uh, uh, Mr. President, where you need to uh, think of doing a deal. You're the greatest deal maker of all time, right? So here's the greatest deal of, of all time. And you know, I know that uh, a lot of people want to see Trump uh, found guilty and then suffer the consequences. But, you know, as as some of, uh, you know, the, the people that you cited in the opening, uh, it might make him more powerful, uh, even more of a martyr, um, give him even more of a platform. I mean, can you imagine Donald Trump in jail uh, as the Republican nominee uh, for president of the United States? I mean, it's pretty much unfathomable. It's just not something we need the country to go through at this point. Uh, We need to get beyond him, Trumpism. And, you know, the price for that is that Biden uh, has to, in effect, abdicate, do what LBJ did. Uh, I think he would be uh, go down in history as a major league hero. And to those who have a, a an almost bloodlust for wanting to see Trump behind bars, you say this as important as it is for Trump to face the justice he has more than earned and deserves for fomenting the January 6th insurrection, for swiping classified national security documents, for trying to steal the 2020 election. It is more important that the nation and its fragile democracy find a way to put the whole sorry Trump chapter behind us. If the sacrifice we collectively must make for him to go away is that he's pardoned for his crimes, then so be it. Like Rubenstein, that is a deal that I, says William Cohen, am willing to make so that the name Donald Trump disappears from our collective consciousness and fades into the history books. The question among many that I have, and by the way, great cocktail fodder. I don't know how for real this could all be, but I love thinking about it. But the perception of weakness on Biden's part. All right. I mean, that's why I asked you who could broker it, because to even open the deal conversation, I think, makes him look more vulnerable and weak. Yeah. And of course, I've heard that uh, argument. Uh, I've heard that put forth. Uh, and, and of course, no one would be better than Trump at exploiting that. Right. So somebody tries to do a nice thing for him or what is perceived to be as a face saving measure and a way to keep him out of prison. And what does he do? He probably like exploits that for his own uh, political benefit. So it's a very delicate operation. There's no question about it, but, you know, and by the way, uh, Michael, uh, you know, I would love to see uh, Donald Trump uh, in an orange jumpsuit and go away in prison for the rest of his life too. I mean, that would be my number one, choice because i think he deserves it and has earned that uh uh, opportunity to spend the rest of his life in prison but i also think that sometimes as with nixon 
you know, you have to put, uh, you know, these uh, horrific uh, political situations behind us. We need to heal. We really need to heal even more than 1974. We need to heal uh, as a nation. Donald Trump has really done a number on us and it's only gotten worse and will continue to get worse because he's the leading a candidate for the Republican nomination in 2024. So we need to resolve this and soon. And, and I don't know who the right people are. I'm not uh, a, a Washington insider, but I know they're out there. It happened with Nixon. It can happen with Trump. Trump, as I say, to end the piece, even Trump knows the difference between spending uh, the rest of his life at Mar-a-Lago and spending the left, rest of his life in a prison cell. William Cohen, one other practical consideration. Yes, President Biden could pardon Donald Trump for the the federal indictments that he faces for those charges. Uh, And you make reference to the the need to then, you know, lean on both Fonnie Willis and Alvin Bragg. Who knows what their response would be? Well, you know, of of course not. But I think if this was sort of all like tied up in a package, like a deal uh, and, you know, Trump could somehow be made, it could be enforceable on him. Uh, which, again, is a part of the challenge because we know how slippery he is. Uh, you know, I don't know why Alvin Bragg uh, wouldn't go along with it. I don't know why the prosecutors in Georgia wouldn't necessarily go go along with it. They, they have, you know, they will have made their case. Look, it's going to be divisive. It was divisive in 1974 when Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. But I think it did go uh, a long way to help uh, heal, heal the country back then. And we desperately need that now. And that's why I think this David Rubenstein uh, idea is, is such a good one. Thank you for writing the piece. Thank you for your willingness to come on and discuss it. It's provocative. I know I'm about to have a great conversation with my, my listeners and callers about the idea. Oh, great. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure William, to be on with you. William Cohen is a founding partner of Puck. He's a best-selling author, renowned financial journalist, former M&A banker. His latest book is called Power Failure from the Peace. Quote, then along comes David Rubenstein, the billionaire co-founder of the Carlyle Group, one of the OG firms for what we now call alternative asset management and what we used to call private equity, who recently said the quiet part out loud. In a public conversation the other day in Nantucket with the journalist Evan Thomas, Rubenstein did what billionaires like to do. He proposed a big, important, creative deal. This time, though, he was proposing a political deal, not a business deal. It's pretty damn clever, I have to say, and one that I can certainly endorse, too, even if it may never happen. He urged President Biden to call former President Donald Trump and offer to pardon him for his alleged federal crimes and to work with state prosecutors to try to get them to pardon Trump for his supposed state crimes. In exchange for these extraordinary get out of jail free cards, Rubenstein continued, Trump would agree to never run for any public office again, including for president in 2024. The deal also had one final bipartisan twist of brinksmanship. If Trump were to agree to Biden's stipulations, Biden would also further announce he would not run for reelection. Your thoughts? Call me. I'm at the usual number. 855-486-1776. Yes, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, practical or maybe I should say impractical considerations, not the least of which is that the president doesn't doesn't have the power literally to make the state indictments go away. There's also the question of who could broker such a deal. 
my friend Larry Seisler said to me, uh, maybe it's Lindsey Graham. He was one of the three who sent me the puck piece. I mean, who's trusted by Biden and Trump to even open the conversation that was suggested by the billionaire David Rubenstein? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Biden says... He'll pardon Donald Trump for the federal crimes. He'll use his influence to try and make the state cases go away. Trump has to agree to never run for elective office again. As a sweetener, Biden says, I'm not going to run for reelection myself. William Cohen, writing about this for Puck, says, quote, Of course, even if Biden were to propose such a deal, a big if, it's possible that Trump would never agree to it or that he would take it painting himself as a persecuted, Jesus-like political martyr only to later renege, or that it would make Biden look weak for even suggesting it, and Trump would then try to make more political hay out of Biden's perceived weakness. The chaos king loves nothing more than chaos, after all, and nothing would guarantee a more chaotic election season than Trump claiming to his flock that he's once again the victim of a deep state plot to keep him out of the White House. So says William Cohen. What do you say? Uh, Kim, standing by in West Hartford, Connecticut. Kim, quickly give me your top of mind thought. First and foremost, we need to preserve the rule of law, have everything televised, and what they do afterwards, they do afterwards. But we need to preserve the rule of law. Thank you. So today's poll question asks exact, by the way, I love a call that I ask for it in one statement, and there it is. Today's poll question asks whether all the Trump trials ought to be televised. I say yes. Robert, Oklahoma City, what are you thinking today? I had a very similar thought. Uh, I believe that if you don't uh, uphold the rule of law, then all of the people who support Trump, all of the all they're going to be thinking is that, yeah, this political solution proves that all of these prosecutions were, in fact, political. I'm thinking how I'm going to word this for a potential poll question tomorrow so that everybody gets to to vote on it, because I'm seeing opinions that are all over the all over the lot on it, Robert. What would it be? Something like if Biden were to offer Trump a pardon and at the same time it's too wordy already too long. Yeah. Yeah. Not an easy not 
Not an easy task. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. Colorado Springs. This is Nick. Hi, Nick. Hey, Michael. Hello, Nick. Hey. Hey, I'm just thinking I, I didn't vote for either. Um, but I honestly, I don't think Trump would ever take it based on his ego. But it would be great if it happened because it would allow the American people to have a fresh start in the next election cycle. Neither Biden nor Trump. Lesser of two evils would be gone and we'd be able to just vote with our conscience. The argument for Biden running for reelection is strengthened by the prospect of Donald Trump being the Republican nominee. He beat him once and he gets to position himself as as the best suited to beat him again. If Trump's not running, the argument for Biden being reelected, I think, is greatly diminished. If Trump, if Biden isn't running, what does it do to Trump's prospects? I mean, what if independently Biden says, for whatever reason, I'm not running and Trump is still out there? Does Biden do us a favor if he pardons Trump? As part of this arrangement, regardless of whether Biden runs for re-election, I don't know. Hi, Andrea. Greetings in Georgia. What are you thinking today? Yeah, hi there. I think that a person of the left would find this a fair compromise. A person of the right would not, because there's really nothing in it for Trump. If he were to win, he could pardon himself. If another Republican were to win, they could pardon him. And the left gets everything they wanted. Many of the right, myself included, feel that a lot of these prosecutions are politically motivated, not all of them, but a lot of them. And this would tell the right, uncle, you know, you win left. And additionally, they'd get rid of Biden with the bonus of potentially getting rid of Kamala and allow them to bring in another pair, you know, Gavin Newsom and whoever his vice president presidential pick would be so i don't see anything in it for trump and the left gets everything they want including trump saying uncle for political prosecution so what would stop that from happening and again talk about the rule of law andrea that is against the rule of law yes andrea okay. having been off for a week and coming back just yesterday my opening commentary was all along the lines of what you've described, the perception by many among us that it's all political. They're all Democrats. You know, this quote unquote fraud squad as as uh, President Trump is now trying to label the prosecutors who are after him, whether it's true or not. It's the perception of a significant part of the country. And one of the things that occurs to me about this proposed deal that we're discussing, I think it would be looked at as confirmation that it was all political, because if they were able to make it go away with a political promise of Trump not running and or Biden not running, then doesn't that tell us it really wasn't a case predicated on the facts, but one predicated on the politics of it? It's absolutely true. And, and the other thing is the right perceives the left as always trying to take the power from the people. Let the people vote him out or in. Yeah, I, I, you heard me say, I think I repeated it this hour, that I believe many Republicans are prepared to move on from Donald Trump, but they don't want to be told what they have to do. None of us wants to be told what to do. And by the way, uh, Andrea's point leads me into where we will go in the second hour of the program, because Ryan Goodman is a law professor at NYU and wrote an essay, co-authored an essay that caught my eye 
uh, under the headline, the new Jack Smith indictment is where whataboutism goes to die. And one of the lines jumped off the page at me. It was toward the end of his essay, and I'll, I'll ask him to explain this. He said, the main task ahead for Mr. Smith is getting his cases to trial before the general election. Well, I think that Jack Smith has to put on blinders, hard as that may be, and and not operate with an eye toward Election Day at all. Because if, if all of a sudden Jack Smith is trying to race to the courthouse to get a conviction before Election Day, then he fuels Andrea's concern that it's all political. The election shouldn't play any role in, in Jack Smith's timing of how he handles himself going forward, in my view. You know, if, if Jack Smith is gaming the calendar with an eye toward the election, I think that's improper and does politicize the process. I mean, if, if the normal turn of events would be that Trump gets to the courthouse before Election Day, then so be it. But things ought not, in my view, to be sped up to try and meet that timetable. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. How are we doing on the voting so far, TC? Heavy voting over 13,176 votes already at Smirconish.com. Should all the Trump trials be televised? It's running 79% to 21%. Ladies and gentlemen, the lightning round is upon us. Larry, you're in Fort Lauderdale. Greetings. What's that one thing you most wanted to say? Uh, good morning. I, I think you're, you know, that interview was uh, magnified the problem, in my opinion, with what's happening with us, with Trump and Biden and so forth. But, you know, that last lady who called in basically said the left will get there what they want and the right won't. And that's the problem. We're not focused on what's best for the country. The right needs to get their way and they think the left needs to get their way. And, you know, based on my opinion in the middle, at least the left is somewhat reasonable. The right is not. They want their way or they want to take their ball and go home. And, well, in you know, terms of I should have said I should have said this, Badger. What the uh, you don't mind if I call you that, do you? Eh, I don't mind. <laughs> you don't like you don't like it. You don't like it, though. 
Nah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. Someone else called trying to be Badger, but it wasn't Uh-oh. me. Uh-huh. Uh, sit back and, and, and listen to this. The, 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 what I was going to say to her is that what's in it for Trump is he relieves himself of four serious, some more than others, uh, criminal matters, which I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to fundraise from from his supporters to be able to pay these gigundo legal bills. But it's also going to tie up for the rest of his life. He gets the freedom to go back and play golf. Not to be president, but that's what he gets out of it. Dave, you're in Ontario. You most wanted to say what? Uh, yeah, uh, three quick comments. Number one, if they pardon Trump, then that gives validates what you said. I could shoot anybody and get away with it. Number two, it's if they pardon him, that's like him being the shooter in a murder, but convicting the driver and letting him get off. Number three, Trump is playing a number game. He's just hoping Republican gets elected. Any Republican will pardon them because of the pressure they'll get from their party. So all this talk is a waste of time. Trump is not agreeing to anything. Well, the point the point is made that that it, it that the ability to pardon Trump is not limited to Trump as president or Biden as president. Whomever gets in there could do likewise, could be DeSantis, could be Kamala Harris. Who knows? Tom, you're in Maryland. Your quick thought is what? Oh, okay. Good morning, Michael. Uh, hey. First thing is uh, Trump is playing for appeals, and he believes appeals will go past the election, and so any conviction will be moot. And second of all, you can't trust a man who's a congenital and habitual liar to sign anything. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're having a hard time, Tom, to your point, cajoling him to play by the rules for any of the upcoming debates. And I, I know he's not going to participate. I accept what he says for the August 23rd debate that will be Wisconsin. The September debate is at the Reagan Library. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, Jeremy, Phoenix, Arizona. Greetings. What did you most want to say? Hey, Michael. Yeah, there can be no pardon without any public and permanent acknowledgement of guilt on Trump's part. Otherwise, he and his followers are just going to see him as a victim, having done nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. Did Nixon ever acknowledge before he was pardoned by Jerry Ford what he had done? I don't think so. Jim, you're in Wisconsin thinking what today? Michael, I am what uh, Trump would consider a rhino. And I'm tired of being classified as a liberal because I don't agree with Donald Trump. Joe Biden cannot, under any circumstances, pardon Donald Trump. This has to play out. There's a big difference between Nixon and Donald Trump with the vitriol that's come out of Trump's mouth. Nixon had a little bit of class and all things. Trump is just, he's gone. Thank you. Yeah, Nixon, I I used to quote Nixon's uh, uh, speech to White House staff. Let me see if I can do it. TC, be my witness that I'm not looking at notes or... You are not looking at notes. You're looking... Oh, now you're closing your eyes. Yeah, well, that's just to prove it to you. I thought you'd be looking at me. Always remember, always give your best... Oh, sugar. Always give your best. Never get discouraged. Never feel defeated. I screwed that up. But you get the gist of it. Mm -hmm. Always remember, others may hate you, Mm -hmm. but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them, and then you destroy yourself. I mean, almost Uh, verbatim. Of the second part, I'm confident. Confident. Do do tell me, what is it? Always give your best. Always give your best. Never get discouraged. Never be petty. Never be petty. Always remember, others may hate you, but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them, 
and then you destroy yourself. I offer that to the caller who said that that Nixon did in the end handle himself with dignity and grace and and he did and we've all we all remember or we've seen the images the sort of iconic images of that flash of v for victory as he's boarding marine one and and headed i guess to andrews and then to san clemente on someone roger stone i wonder if roger still has that He he probably does he probably does uh bill tampa florida greetings what did you most want to say Hey, Mike. So the New York Times back in April of last year said that Joe Biden was pushing Merrick Garland to prosecute Trump. And so if he is now trying to sell a pardon uh, in exchange for his opponent dropping out of the race, it doesn't really I don't think that's going to make a lot. Of, it's going to fly with a lot of people. I have to I, look, I'm, I'm going to try and look it up, but I'm questioning what you said at the outset. I don't believe that Joe April, Biden April has 2nd, ever 2022. So say say more slowly so we can look it up. Go ahead. What? Oh, sorry. April 2nd, 2022, the New York Times reported that Joe Biden was frustrated that Merrick Garland had not moved on the prosecution of Donald Trump. Okay, that's separate. I'm, I'm being persnickety. That's different than what you said. You said that he had pressured Garland to bring a prosecution. And that's what I was going to throw a flag on. I'll read the rest of it, Michael. He says that he is he, that Donald Trump needs to be prosecuted for his crimes, and that's why he's frustrated with Merrick Garland. Not that he wants him to decide uh, even handling. Okay, but that's that's different than you know picking up the phone and 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 putting the putting the heat on him. Uh, maybe maybe I'm oh, yeah, maybe so, I'm spl- maybe I'm splitting hairs. Sorry about that, Harrison. You're my final hitter. Quickly, go ahead. Huge fan. Listen, this narrative needs to come to a natural fruition. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a trained attorney. The only way to do that is through the truth. The truth needs to be told. This whole proposal doesn't even have Trump telling that he lied. And last thing, listen to my rock and roll album. I'm called The Whistle Knower. It's a rock and roll political album. The album just came out in March, 20 minutes long. You'll love it, Michael. You're the best. The whistle lower. The whistle lower or the whistle blower? I thought he said whistle knower. Whistle knower. I'm finding it. Hang We're on. having a hard time Stand looking by. it up. Um, all right. Well, that was a fun. Listen, if TC is capable of condensing it into a poll question, maybe tomorrow we'll be voting on this because that was really, really interesting. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.